Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 138 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And this is going to be an amazing episode, Joe. We are here. We, we not only got some news since we haven't had, a, had an episode in a little bit, but we also get to predict playoffs in probably the most highly contested playoffs we've ever had here in the Overwatch League. I mean, who knows what is going to happen? I don't think there's one. I mean, I don't think there's one clear favorite. Everyone is liking the Dragons, but I think it's. Pre- I think everyone could pretty easily see the Dragons lose this first game to Shock. Even, I mean, these eight teams—they are all really good, and we're, we're going to see some good Overwatch this this whole week, Joe. I'm so excited. It's yeah, it's thrilling, is what it is. Ah. Um, not just to you know, it's a. Uh, lame word as far as that goes but no it's it's going to be a really full week really really exciting week oh yeah big time uh, i mean the most competitive year yet it's gotta end great you know um and we finally get to see some teams in this in this format and in, in in a bracket style format because we haven't i mean the shock didn't make it ever to hawaii fusion didn't um you have you have a good amount of teams here uh who we get to see in this um in this bracket for the first time uh and that should be super exciting but before we get into our predictions here we do have some news that uh came across our desks basically uh the past week and a half or so and uh first up is the guangzhou charges jihoon is going to be coming a two-way player now um not surprising that any anyone on this guangzhou charge team would be demoted to a two-way player um yeah i i i must say i'm not surprised i'm i'm excited to see what i mean obviously we've, we've got a lot of news here for teams that were eliminated those teams are already working on the offseason to trying to decide what to do next so guangzhou is one of those teams that definitely had a super disappointing year and they're gonna have to do something about their roster yeah yeah disappointing and 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 underperforming i think is another good word um and you know granted they were you know, just right there on the edge of um, um, making those Asian play-ins, but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> for it's it's an interesting um, uh, comparison to make. You know, we we talked about Guangzhou here at the top of the show, um, already going on thinking about season five and, and all this kind of stuff. And meanwhile, uh, into the show we're we're wrapping up season four. But yeah, um, um, I'm, I'm sure we have not heard the last of <laughs> the last of the Guangzhou charge here. In this. Um, I was going to say in the offseason, but again, we're not even there yet, hardly. <laughs> no, technically we are not in the offseason. Guangzhou is in the offseason, but overall the league, not in the offseason yet. Um, and it's crazy to me that even these teams are probably working on deciding what they're going to do for next year when the offseason hasn't even started for most teams and Overwatch 2 is a big factor in that. So it's nuts to me. Um, but up next... Um, another piece of news for a team that didn't make playoffs, unfortunately, that's the Houston Outlaws and KSF, who is retiring. Um, this is a pretty big retirement, obviously. KSF, a, a great player, gave us some good years of Overwatch here, and um, he will be retiring. So, goodbye to KSF, I guess. Um, but yeah, Houston, I, I'm very interested to see what they do in the offseason too. Uh, a disappointing end to the season, but obviously their best season yet by far, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I know um, K- 
KSF has been, um, like you say, pretty pretty engaged in the Houston in Houston's content too recently. Um, I'm sure I'm sure he's not uh, uh, gone from the game uh, at least at this point. Yeah, hopefully. Um, obviously, it gave us a, a great year on LA Valiant before this one, and um, a great year on on Houston. Well, I guess he was on LA for two years, but last the second year was when he really shined. Um, all right, what's up next here? Uh, some skins returning. Of course, they're bringing so many skins back from the vault. The the Overwatch League is, and these are some great ones. If you if you um, haven't checked them out yet, definitely go grab them. The old Atlantic Pacific All-Star skins uh, coming back. I still got to go grab those because I know those those are the ones I, I have most the most FOMO about whenever I see someone wearing, a, wearing them in-game. Those ones are very nice skins, and they'll be available for about six more days here. So go check that out. Have you grabbed them yet, Absolutely. Jim? Um, yeah, I think... Most of them, if not all of them, I, I I went ahead and got when they were, uh, when they were out. Probably by spending actual money, if I had to guess, it's been so long. But, um, uh, but yeah, I've got them now. I'm saving up for whatever, um, whatever grand final skin we get. You know that that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, but there is definitely plenty of plenty of skins to go around here lately. Oh yeah, definitely. It's super nice to know that they that if you mess out. They'll, they'll bring them back eventually, probably, uh, which is nice. Um, speaking of skins and uh, rewards for watching Owl, they announced um, a viewer's guide for the playoffs here and some postseason perks. And there there are, um, as Joe has put it here, 15 plus 15 Owl skins to, grabs, to grab. Yeah, the uh, the question mark uh, is because I know in the past they've given you know both the home and away versions. They haven't been explicit about whether that's happening or not. But at least fifteen, maybe thirty. Yeah, it's nuts. Nuts. So if you haven't seen this, um, their playoff and grand finals perks for every three hours watched during the playoffs, uh, which is every single game besides the grand finals. Uh, fans will receive a set of three Overwatch League skins with a max- maximum of nine different skins to be earned. Three hours you get Ryan, Soldier, and Torbjorn. Six hours you get Junk, Roadhog, Sombra. Um, nine hours you get Doomfist, Hanzo, McCree. Uh, and then Grand Finals. If you watch 30 minutes of the Grand Finals, you get a unique Grand Finals spray, which is um, Hammond holding up the Overwatch League trophy and Diva, Genji, Tracer, Lucio, Zen all alongside him. And it's a cute spray. And then you watch one hour, you get Orisa, Farah, and Symmetra Overwatch League skins. Two hours, um, you get Genji, Moira, and Reaper skins as well. So you could get a lot of Overwatch League skins here. I'm personally not a big fan of the Overwatch League skins, but if you're a collector and you, you want them, I, I, I still like collecting them and having them there just in case I feel like putting them on or something. But yeah, uh, you can get all those skins by watching and the spray. Uh, as well as, of course, earning league tokens still. Okay, um, I think that's it there, right? Except- yeah, uh, <laughs> it's going to be a lot. I haven't actually sat down to do the math about uh, how many hours they're actually going to stream this week versus watching for nine hours, but I assume it won't be incredibly difficult if you're um, if you're a regular, as far as that goes. Plus, they've got the... Uh, encores starting at uh, 11 Eastern, basically every day this week. So, 
Yeah. Looking at the schedule, it looks like about five hours the first two days, and then probably about, like, four hours the sec the third day. You know, it's going to be a lot of hours. It's going to be a good amount. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and then double it once you add it all up. So, yep. yeah, it'll, it'll be good stuff. Yep, definitely. Um, all right. Next, uh, Overwatch live patch from PTR. Huh? So this is, was this was the PTR changes we got that we talked about uh, maybe an episode or a couple episodes ago. Uh, that, yeah, uh, so that is I, now live. Yeah, weren't um, uh, hardly any changes. I don't think from from what we've seen. But um, uh, the the game browser, which you if you've played in the last uh, thirteen days, you've already noticed, uh, <laughs> has been uh, updated with some you know tabs and sort by games and that kind of thing. Um, as well as there's a competitive three v three v three lockout elimination season currently going. But uh, those are the only significant changes there. Oh yeah. Not not too many, but um, uh, some nice little changes coming in there. Um, but we got some. Uh, our last piece of news are some Overwatch Two news. Um, if you haven't been paying, if you basically the only way you would get these pieces of news is um, if you a are very active on the Blizzard Overwatch forums, or b you're active on um, Reddit because these are some you know nice little posts that we've gotten from from some overwatch 2 developers just about little factoids basically um all over the place but uh the one that joe specifically posted here um is about tanks someone started a topic why do people think tanks are getting buffed for 5v5 um and basically i mean there's just been a lot of confusion over overwatch 2 so they have been they have been trying to correct everyone and trying to make things more clear here. Um, but there have been so many different little posts, like they're getting rid of Brig Bash, all this different stuff. Um, I mean, which ones? Have, which ones have you seen, Joe? Yeah, the the I know we're gonna hear about um, a somber rework. This is sort of going into our next bit of news already, but um, uh, here when the the grand finals come around, uh, we're gonna learn about a Sombra Bastion rework uh, that should be interesting um, the yeah there's again the changes to the tanks is obviously the the biggest change with going 5v5 <laughs> this forum post pointed out you know even things like um, double barrier will no longer exist um, and, and they're trying to move some of the significance of the tank role in the team fight like away from the tank which will be interesting um yeah, the, the last line from this post I thought was interesting. Um, um, it's uh, from uh, Andy, uh, who I believe used to be with uh, like the Overwatch World Cup British team or something, and then maybe he got, he got hired by Blizzard. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I don't, don't want to say that with too much certainty. Anyway, but talking at the end again about some of these experiences that they've had from playtesting tanks and he says speaking as someone who plays retail comp nightly and playtests overwatch 2 almost daily it's difficult to envision what the experience is actually like until you've been in the environment and played several matches i sincerely do not mean this in a gatekeepy or we know better than you tone but uh more to create an understanding that we get your sentiment and understand where your feedback is coming from um you know presumably continuing and you know we're doing our best with what we've got kind of thing um 
yeah, it's 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 gonna be interesting. And again, like I said, sort of spoilers for our next bit of news. Um, I, I think we're we're hopefully gonna get a, a really nice look at that um, on Saturday night. Yeah, that's gonna be super exciting to see. I mean, especially because I, I mean, I, he's right. He's right. Uh, we we have no clue what this is going to be like. Uh, obviously, the human mind wants to just grasp onto anything they can, and think we we think we know, you know. And we're just gonna we're gonna base off what's gonna happen based off what we know. But Overwatch Two is just a completely different game on the competitive side. So we really don't know what what this means for tanks, what this means for how the game's gonna be played. And I'm sure at first everyone will hop in Overwatch Two and assume. Things are the same, um, and you should play D.Va the same way you're playing playing her in Overwatch. You should play Wrecking Ball the same way you play Wrecking Ball in Overwatch. But it's probably going to be super different. Um, one tank makes a huge difference, as, as they mentioned, no double barrier, all this stuff. Um, it's going to be super interesting to see, and I'm glad we're going to see more of it, and pro players going to get their hands on it with our next piece of news, is that we are going to get a nice little Overwatch 2 update here, um, alongside the grand finals uh, and we're going to get uh, exhibition match first time we get to see pro players play overwatch 2 and um as well as get to see what sombra and bastion's reworks are like which is super exciting um i don't think we ever heard that sombra was going to get a rework but we knew bastion was so now we get to see what those are and then um, we get to see what the players uh, think of Overwatch 2 and get to see how pro play looks in super early builds of Overwatch 2 as well. Um, it's going to be super fun, as well as it seems like all the pro players are going to get a chance to play it in order of basically who gets eliminated first, um, is what John Spector said. So yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of news, and that's great. Right, Joe? We're getting it. We're getting the news. Yeah, I hadn't heard the detail about um, uh, about yeah the individual teams as far as who was going to be playing. That's super exciting. Uh, I just figured they'd throw together some streamers or something and, and call it a day. Um, uh, so yeah, that's that's super cool. And you know, even more reason to, to get excited about these finals. I'm trying to think, because surely they did something at Grand Finals last year. Uh, was that when... Was that when they like debuted Push? See, because that was a, that was a, like a physical BlizzCon. I don't know yeah, what they did no. last year. I don't but, know if they did. I, don't I, know think, if they did anything. I think the year before was like when they did the Echo short and whatever. Yeah. The yeah. Ash short, I guess it was. Yeah, I can't. I don't think they did anything last year, from what I can remember at least, because we just got no Overwatch two news that last year at all. So I don't know if they did anything based off Overwatch two. Um, yeah, I can't remember, though. There had to be something. But obviously great when we get announcements like this at the Grand Finals because it means more casual fans will come watch as well, probably. Always nice. Um, but yeah, that should be super exciting. I hope we get the pros will let us know what they think of the game as well. Uh, obviously, they'll only get to play it for a little bit, but that's still great because I know they're all complaining that they don't get to play it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's it for the news. So let's, it's time, Joe. We gotta, we gotta predict our playoff brackets. And obviously this is our final prediction of the entire year. 
we got to drag this one out, Joe. We got to we got to go in depth on these predictions <laughs> here. Um, and, and now's our chance. Yeah, and go through all these teams and what we think, how we think they can do in the playoffs. I think we both agree that almost all these teams have a chance. All these teams I could see being in the finals at their peak. They all have the talent to be champions. I think. So let's start off with the first game. It's the San Francisco Shock Shanghai Dragons, and this is a a hell of a game. Um, a hell of a game that we get to see. Um, it's not going to be the first game of the day, but it is the first game on the bracket. And the Shanghai Dragons boldly pick the San Francisco Shock here. They, they wanted to get the hardest game over with first, I guess. Um, but, of course, this year overall, Joe, the Shock, they, haven't, they have not been as dominant as they have the past two years. They look human. They look beatable. Um, and... It, I mean, but at the same time, it's the shock, right? It's so hard. What, <laughs> let's let's talk about keys to victory for both these teams before we pick who we think's going to win. So, what what do you got for keys to victory? Keys keys to get to back to the championship for the San Francisco Shock here. Yeah, I think um, I mean you know it's absolutely no um, uh, overstatement at all. You know to say I think that's it's been in their mind uh, this entire season. You know how are they going to get back to the grand finals? How are they going to um, come back to you know do the three peat um, everything that's necessary there, um, and and that's always been difficult. But I think even more so, obviously, now that we've seen some of the results of this season um, for the shock, and I, a lot of it, um, you know, if we're if we're thinking keys to victory, which we absolutely are, um, I, I think for the shock it's going to come down to. Um, uh, it, well, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, it's gonna come down to confidence, and I think um, not that um, not that this is a team that lacks confidence, which was uh, what gave me pause there. But uh, the, 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 this is a team that that needs to um, remember, you know, where they've been, and, and um, we've seen the the struggles they've gone through this season and the the stuff they've had to deal with, um, but. Uh, when you get to the season, like when you get to this point of the season, um, you know the regular season's gone. All these uh, monthly tournaments that you missed are gone. Um, all this kind of stuff. Um, all that matters is you're you're here in the playoffs. Um, you got a bad draw, sure, but um, you, you, you know it's a reset. Um, zero wins, zero losses, um, and, and play with the confidence of a two-time defending champion grand finals team i think is is going to be definitely uh, a key for san francisco yep i agree I, I, and you mentioned confidence I, I, they obviously are a confident team right i agree with you there but i i do agree kind of on them lacking confidence and confidence being a key to victory specifically for the players who haven't won a championship on this team because half their half their um roster who's in and playing is not really a part of that team sometimes. Uh, when you have Glister in instead of Ons, like Nero Glister and um, God, who's the third person I'm thinking of? And FD God, they weren't part of this team. They have they aren't champions. That is a lot of pressure to come into a team whose expectation is championship or bust. First team or you're bad. First team or you have disappointed us because this is this is the San Francisco shock. 
it's a lot of pressure for Nero Glister and FD God to to live up to the San Francisco Shock Championship name when they weren't a part of that, right? You, and, and all of a sudden you have a bad season, you're feeling like it's your fault because and it doesn't help when Super Choyobin and, and Violet and everyone who's left over from from the championship squads are clearly upset because the team's not doing as well as before. It, it's going to come down to Glister, Nero, FD God having that championship mindset being confident that they deserve to be a part of the San Francisco Shock roster and they deserve to start on the San Francisco Shock roster in the playoffs against the Shanghai Dragons, against any team in the playoffs. That is definitely the key to victory. It has been mental issues the entire year for the San Francisco Shock. They have the talent. They have the best coach in the league, probably. It's just come down to the ta- to the mental game for, for some of these players on the Shock. I think some of these players have super strong mentals. Most of them their mentals have been pretty weak this year. Um, so I, I think that I, I, I agree with confidence, Joe. I, I'm with you. Um, on the other side, though, the Shanghai Dragons, keys to victory for this team who come in as the number one seed and I believe come in as favorites for most people. Obviously, they they weren't in the Countdown Cup at all. We didn't get to see them there, but they did win the Summer Showdown and June Joust. I think everyone's fairly confident um, that Shanghai Dragons is going to be at least in the championship if not winning this whole thing, Joe. Um, but what, what do you think the keys of, to victory are for, for the Dragons? Yeah, and I think for Shanghai, um, uh, you know, they've run into they've run into Dallas a couple times. They've run into teams like, um, um, well, they've run into Gladiators, uh, obviously, most recently. Um um, we, they played the Gladiators, surely, in the in the Countdown Cup tournament. Um, no, they weren't. They, anyway, but I, they weren't in the Countdown Cup, so they never. They have not played the Gladiators oh, yeah. at all this year. Okay, there you go. So, so yeah, that that reinforces my point. So that's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that they've 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 run into teams like Dallas, you know. Um, but we've got a, an eight team field here, um, three from Asia, five from North America, uh, and, and I think uh, one of the one of the biggest. Um, keys that I'm concerned about for the for the Shanghai Dragons, um, I, I'm I'm definitely sort of leaning into um, the the belief that I think um, if I could say this about any team, I would say it about Shanghai that these um, that these these playoffs are theirs to lose, but uh, for for them it's got to be uh, the, the consistency and showing up with um, these these new teams that they've never seen before. Um, you know, they haven't played shock all season. Uh, and again, just immediately dove in with the first pick to, to, to play them. Um, and it's, it's gotta be stuff like that. That doesn't, um, that doesn't come back to bite them. Um, <laughs> you know, when they're, they're playing San Francisco shock, uh, when they, they move later in the bracket, um, they, however it happens and, and runs into more opponents, um, it's going to be a lot that they haven't seen before, um, and they need to be able to to be prepared for that um, in ways that they haven't really all season. Yep, yeah, I mean, they, they haven't faced the Gladiators, they haven't faced the Justice. They're, they're teams that, in this tournament, they haven't faced, and they haven't faced the Shock this year, so... Three unknown teams that they could be facing off, facing off against pretty early here. I think over. I think it's like the opposite of the shock. I think the only thing um, going against the dragons is maybe overconfidence, getting a bit lazy 
thinking, oh, we got this in the bag. Because that's kind of maybe what we saw there in the Countdown Cup. Being a little overconfident. Deciding, ah, we don't need to win these games. Um, they need to get focused. They need to get back into their game. And they need to just... They just they they have the best talent in this entire pool. I think if they just play to their abilities the best. If they don't freak out. If they don't... If they just play their best out there. They're winning this whole thing. So... Yeah, uh, I think Shanghai has probably one of the easiest jobs this tournament, and that is just just don't get too cocky here. Um, you've got a bunch of great teams here, including the Shock, who could easily upset you at any point. you got to make sure you're playing your best um, the entire time. With that being said, um, my prediction for this first game is Shanghai Dragons takes it 3-1. to one. Uh, I... I do, it's scary to pick against the Shock because when we see, this is the first time we're seeing Shock in like a tournament in a championship format this year and it's hard to pick against them, right? Um, The last time we saw them in something like this was last year's playoffs and last year's Grand Finals where they took the whole thing pretty easily, just kind of ran through the whole tournament. So I could easily see that happening again, but I, I do think this is the year the Shock might just fall. Um, so I'm going Shanghai to win this one. How about you, Joe? Um, yeah, I'm picking Shanghai as well. Uh, when I went through to try to make this uh, playoff bracket, I had to really fight the urge to just make every single game go to five maps. And it's just three to two. Uh, little tiny edges for, for teams here and there. Um, <laughs> so I had to go back and change some of those. But um, at least for now, here for this, um, not the first match of the night, but for this um, the first match, you know, chronologically in the bracket, um, I've got it in five maps. But um, uh, Shanghai uh, making making good on their first round pick um, uh, in the first round. Yep, I got it in four maps. Very hard not to pick five maps on everyone. <laughs> I mean, these teams are so even. Um, but yeah, let's talk next about the Philly Fusion LA Gladiators. Um, winner will play the winner of Shock Dragons. And this one's going to be super interesting. Gladiators super happy to get the fusion falling to them because they had last pick. They didn't have a pick at all. They just got whoever was left and they got fusion. And I, and Deepay very happy about that. I think he was expecting to get shock, which is a way harder mental challenge for the gladiators, by the way. Um, and I, I think they're super happy about it for sure. Um, but, uh, I mean, these two teams, Gladiators, really good end of the season here. And the Fusion, really good, very recent. <laughs> I, I, I mean, no one expected them to beat Soul to get in here, and they did. So, uh, here the Fusion are. Joe, what are the keys to victory for your Philadelphia Fusion? How do, how do they um, surpass expectations? I think it's overall been a pretty disappointing season, but obviously I think the fans are happy you guys are even here. Um, what are the keys to victory for the fusion? Yeah, disappointing season, um, but with so much out of um, with so much out of the hands of you know the players themselves, um, it's I think you're exactly right. It's it's definitely good to uh, you know stop and appreciate where we've made it as far as that goes, um, because again, obviously, big Philadelphia Fusion fan myself. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the, the key here um, 
is, is to consider how little time this team has had um, uh, together as, as a whole big unit um, and playing with um, the entire team in, in one piece. Um, and so the, the question for me is definitely going to be um, uh, just trying to make sure that they're able to, to use everybody that they had everybody that they have successfully um, and and make the most of um, their flexibility um, and learn from the practice time that they've had since they've played um, in order to, um, to you know to, to not let um, this uh, lack of um, team experience uh, work against them too much yeah I agree it's it's gonna come down to to making sure they it's it's gonna come down to practice for fusion and just making sure they're perfecting their game making sure they work well together in this meta every every meta they have come out looking different Joe you don't know what fusion you are going to get and that's the issue I have here in this bracket here is I don't know what fusion I'm going to get um, so I think it's really going to come down to coaching. It's really going to come down to nailing the team comp, nailing what style you're going to play here in these playoffs and making sure that this, this is the best way. This is the best comp for the fusion. This is the best starting lineup for the fusion here. And this is how we're going to win it. Cause I think that's been the issue. I think prep has been the issue every single, um, tournament because we've we've had similar obviously they've added one or two players each time like people are finally coming to korea um but it seems like the one it seems like players have looked completely different and it's it's just been rough every single time they come out in a new meta um it's been it's been hard to say oh they prepped really well um because it doesn't feel like they did so i think prep is huge for fusion and just just making sure they know they had so much time to prep for um, the play-ins and it paid off. So hopefully they do did that for the playoffs as well. Meanwhile, on the other side, the Gladiators, of course, great end of the season. Winners of the Countdown Cup, the hottest team right now, I think. A lot of people also are favoring them just because they have finally reached their peak. And um, I think everyone agreed their, down, their downfall all season was mental. And once you finally get that win, it's almost like those problems go away. Poof. Um, what are their keys to victory? What are their keys to living up to, to those expectations, Joe? Yeah, I, th- I think you're exactly right. Um, that a lot of what we, <laughs> what we are seeing uh, from the Gladiators, number one, is recent. And um, um, number two, I imagine, um, relatively momentum-based as far as that goes, um, which uh, is a word that... <laughs> we like to use in the esports world uh, about a lot of different things, but in this case, I mean, you know, literally, very recent success uh, breeds more recent success, um, and so that's that's definitely my my biggest concern as I look at the gladiators um, going into these playoffs. Is yeah, thinking about, um, uh, yeah, that are they able to maintain um, the the momentum that they built. Um, uh, without you, you know relying on it too much because they they're still going to have to fight through this entire field, um, um, so they they've got to make sure to you know continue to do that intentionally uh, rather than trying to to coast through these playoffs because uh, you, you know even in round one it's it's um, it's not going to be handed to them. Yep, it's really going to be. I'm ag- I'm agreeance with you there. While people may think they've gotten over their mental challenges as well, 
it's it's still always going to be hard. There's new metas, um, lots of pressure coming now that people are favoring them. I mean, that, that was the big issue at the beginning of the season, right? They were the favorites for everything. Everyone was power ranking them number one. Um, I think they're lucky that, that people are still favoring the Dragons over them or else they might have some mental issues there. But overall, Gladiators, I mean, they have a super talented team. I think they could easily take down the Dragons um, if they're playing their best. So, yeah. Um, that being said, who do, you, who do you have to win this game here? Joe, obviously, as a Fusion fan, it, it'd be great to, to for the Fusion to to win here and um, get vengeance on specifically Deepay who laughed in the faces of Fusion when when uh, he ended up getting them, getting to play them. He was so happy. Uh, yeah, it absolutely would be um, uh, super good for the Fusion to pick up the win. Um, uh, and I think they were, you know, relatively satisfied where they ended up too. Um, you know, in terms of thinking about the playoff history and all that kind of stuff, we heard, we all heard the exchange during the um, the playoff selection show. Um, uh, and this match again, like I said, um, I had to to fight the urge to go to five maps for every single matchup, but this one in particular, um, I think the teams would be doing us as viewers a disservice if it didn't go to five maps. Um, and my my bias may be showing through, but I think it's very likely that the Philly Fusion end up taking this actually in the first round. Nice. I have the opposite, unfortunately, Joe. I have the Gladiators winning it, and I have them winning at three zero. <laughs> I just have trouble. I'm having trouble putting my confidence in the fusion. Unfortunately, I, we just haven't. It's probably because we haven't gotten to see them in these big games yet this season. They haven't made it to the tournaments, so maybe I maybe that's the reason why I have just put them down here three zero against the Gladiators. I haven't seen them against these big teams quite yet. And the last time I saw them against a big team was I guess Seoul, um, but they, they had some victories against Shanghai earlier in the season. But of course they just. They've been rough as of late overall, so I'll go Gladiators 3-0. Let's move down to the lower part of the bracket here. Washington Justice, Dallas Fuel. These are two interesting teams and a very interesting matchup because um, Justice, of course, they were that miracle team. They finally did it. They finally made it here into a top tier-ish. Everyone disappointed by this roster. One of the most talented rosters. Power ranked top five by almost everyone disappointing season overall but they finally lived up to their potential and beat the houston outlaws um to make it here into the playoffs um which is great of course their their first win against paris not as impressive but i do think that win against outlaws does show that the justice do deserve to be here what are their keys to victory in a tournament where everyone is picking them really as as the loser the first one out joe yeah um in washington uh they've been in this position before <laughs> just looking at um exactly one year ago this was the team they did the big they did the whole big run in the play-ins um and and you know even into the playoffs for a certain extent um they weren't expected to do well they had a not a very good season during the year um and now here they are um uh, and and a lot of the success that they found in 2020 was on the back of decay. You know, obviously they were playing, um, or was was that 2019 already? All of a sudden, 2020. Yeah, it was 2020. Okay, because <laughs> well, because I had decay on Zarya in my head, and I was trying to figure out 
never mind. It's fine. But Decay was playing well and <laughs> carrying the team um, in a lot of respects through this super successful postseason that they had. Um, and so I guess um, if, if I had to, to pick a, a key to victory here for, for Washington as they're moving into this new um, this new set of playoffs, this new postseason, uh, it's going to be that they've got to they've got to avoid doing that again, and and not um, not because of anything bad on Decay. I, you know, obviously, it's still a really good player, um, and and there's lots of really good people around him. But I think they're going to need to um, re- rely on on the whole team to to pull together and and pick this up um, collectively. That that the the strategy that they employed last season, basically, um, there's no way it's going to work. Um, and that's important to realize that not that, um, uh, I don't think they've, you know, necessarily forgotten it, but, um, it's going to be super important for them to realize that and, and make sure to be actively, um, uh, you know, working towards, um, coming to a resolution there. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I'm not putting it, I'm not putting on the shoulders of decay this time because, with with this high of competition, there's no way you could put it on one person here. Luckily, they upgraded everyone on their roster from those 2020 playoffs, so this should be competitive at least for the Justice, right? I think in 2020, the teams they were facing in the playoffs were awful in comparison to what, we, what we're seeing here. But um, realistically, with Assassin by his side, with this great tank line, and a better support line. I, I'm not going to say great support line, but I do think it was a better support line than what he had 2020 for sure. Um, I, I I expect um, the justice to, to to put up some put up some numbers. I'm I'm going to put it on Mag and Fury here. I think Fury's been performing great all year, but Mag has been a little more. He started off great and he's kind of fell off since then. He's been still doing good, but I, not as everyone's been looking at assassin and decay no one's really paying attention to mag lately i want mag to get in some carry plays again i want mag to 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 be that superstar he was at the beginning of the year that everyone had to focus on them and take their focuses off decay and assassin so i think those are the keys uh for justice but it's going to be super hard because they have to face dallas fuel team that was really dominant here in the beginning of the year and then slowly slowly faded as the year went on joe um, what do you think the keys to victory are for them? A team that a team that seem seemingly everyone has figured out at this point, I guess. Um, but obviously, they still got tons of talent, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and my, uh, I, I didn't go through and write all these out in advance as far as what I was, what I was going to actually say. So as you were going through that and talking about Dallas a little bit, my joke answer uh, was just immediately Pine. Pine is is the key to victory. <laughs> um, for the Dallas Fuel, and maybe we see it. I don't know. I mean, stranger things have happened. Um, even with this, excuse me, even with this franchise. Um, but I, I think more seriously, um, uh, you're right. I, th- I think broadly and seriously, uh, it's really going to come down to being uh, a little less predictable um, than than they have been. Like you said, lots of teams know um, what's going on with Dallas. I'm sure they've had. Uh, lots of scrims both in North America and in um, uh, Asia, at least you know, recently from being in Hawaii several times, um, and and that's that can be a good thing, obviously, because they've got they've got the really high level playing experience. That's um, like the team that I'm least worried about um, practically at all, <laughs> as far as that goes. But 
Uh, but yeah, make, making sure that um, uh, teams like Washington, even in the first round, um, uh, aren't able to just pick them up and read them like a book. Um, uh, I, I think that's that's going to be really crucial for Dallas. Uh, for sure. Yeah, I think throwing in pine could be huge, Joe. I mean, this is a team that just like fed off of chaos. They fed off of people having no clue what to do against them. Maybe they do that again. And Pine is something certainly someone who would who would do that. Um oh, my expectations for fuel going into this are they still are elite level play, but I, I don't know if they I don't know if they can measure up right now to some of these top teams um like hunters gladiators dragons all these top teams as of late uh and even justice could be a huge fuel could be on upset alert immediately here justice have been hotter than fuel lately arguably so uh, especially decay in the playoffs you don't want to face them you just don't uh but the dallas fuel yeah their key to victory is just is maybe shake it up a little bit i mean you obviously don't really haven't had a hit scan all year, um, and, and it worked at first. It's not been working as well lately. Uh, it might be time to bring in Pine. It might be time to do do some weird stuff again. Um, but of course, we now got to predict this Justice Fuel match. I think I'm higher on the Justice as of late, um, but I did go Fuel to win this one three to one. Uh, I'm just more confident in the fuel in rush than i am in the justice coaches and um some of the players on the justice as of late so i, I think i think fuel won this one three to one i i already locked in my bracket but i kind of wish i could move it to three to two but yeah i got fuel winning this one who do you have winning this one joe uh yeah mine actually came out exactly the same as yours um it's not a five mapper uh, i've got this one three to one for fuel um uh, you know, again, it's just a, a matter of um, how how long they're able to maintain that advantage uh, that I think they do have, um, at least here in the first round. Yeah, I think this is going to be a super. All the first round matches super interesting to me, um, and some matches we just haven't got to see uh, this year as well. The first two, so this this one is a super familiar match though. Atlanta Rain Chengdu Hunters. We've seen them play each other in the Countdown Cup. We saw them play each other in. Um, the summer showdown um and Chengdu been coming out on top as of late i mean of course atlanta rain been having issues around hawaii and travel and no pelican being there and being on ping uh, but that is going to be the situation again so pelican on ping of course uh, and i think everyone's expectations for atlanta have sort of lowered a little bit because of that and because of how they looked with pelican on ping uh, in the Countdown Cup specifically. So, Joe, what are the keys for the Atlanta Reign to um, go over those expectations for a team that, you know, if they didn't have Pelican on ping, I'm certain a lot of people would have them in the championship, right? Yeah, I think that's that's definitely fair. Um, and this is, I think, maybe honestly one of the 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 harder teams to try to come up with with these keys for because yeah, so much of it did rely on um, the the stars of the DPS line and then. Um, I'm sure uh, they'll still have Pelican. I believe. Um, I believe I read somewhere that he was actually going to end up on the east or on the west coast. Um, so not as bad. Of uh, so, yeah. So that, so that he can play, um, you know, if needed, um, and maybe they'll they'll try to pull him out. I don't know, but um, 
yes. So I suppose this <laughs> that um, sort of by default becomes the key <laughs> key to victory for Atlanta. I think uh, here in this playoffs is just being able to to be flexible and work around um, this change of plans. And granted, you know they've they've known it for several weeks now, probably maybe even a month since um, Pelican's injury, but. Um, uh, but, but nevertheless, I, I know he's he's a big part of what they do and why they do it, uh, and so being able to to be flexible um, in those ways that he needs to, I think that's going to be um, definitely an important thing for Atlanta. Yeah, um, I mean, Atlanta, you got you got a great coaching staff here, and I'm pretty confident that they can do something good here um, with the amount of time they've had to prep for this. When Pelican was on Ping before, they didn't have as much time to prep. And, and as much time to build their team around what Edison can do in comparison to Pelican. They're completely different players, and that Pelican's way better but uh, and more flexible. So maybe building more around Edison and trying to figure out what works well with Edison just in case Pelican's not working on a little bit higher ping. But if he's on the West Coast, it shouldn't be that bad. Atlanta should be able to compete here, right? Um Unfortunately, on the other side, they are facing the Chengdu Hunters, a team that I think is super hot going into this playoffs. And with Leave in his second year now, he has just slid into this role as the all-star of this team. Um, his rookie year, a little bit shaky. And I, I like it because this reminds me of the NFL. It reminds me of like traditional sports where rookie years, a lot harder, right? It's, it's a lot harder for, for players to really stand out. But then their second and third year, they're just... They're here now, um, and I think that is completely the case for Leave. Completely, what he has done on the Chengdu Hunters this year. What do you think the keys to victory are for the Hunters? Yeah, I think um, this is not going to be very surprising here, um, as far as that goes. But I think Chengdu, um, their their best job um, is going to be to lean into the role that they filled in lots of um, these quote-unquote postseason appearances they've had this year um that that they filled so well you, you, know, you know to be the uh unexpected team be the team that's gonna um not even play weird stuff because we, i know we've talked on this show a lot in the past about how um the the you know the the meme of chung being the weird team it's true but it's 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 more substantial than that this year um but but playing the playing the unexpected stuff play the play the off meta stuff um and do it well the way you know how and it, it, i think that's that's the strength to lean into here in these playoffs um uh especially against uh, you know teams like atlanta with with such um such uh disparate play styles um that uh, that's that's gonna be where you find your success i think um as much as much success as chengdu will have yeah i agree build that's what i was gonna say build off the success the reason why you've had success here so far in these past couple of tournaments and that is play as many things put put jinmu put leave put jimmy tarot cookie whoever whatever dps you have in put them on as many different heroes as you can that has been where chengdu has succeeded is being able to put these players on so many different roles and so many different heroes that can counter certain comps, that can throw the other team for a loop. Um, continue playing to that. Continue playing to the strength of Leave that he is one of the best in the world at almost every hero he plays. 
I, that is the key. 100% by far. Um, that's what Chengdu has to do. I agree, Joe. 100%. Now, um, between these two teams, who do you who do you think is going to take this one? Atlanta Rain or Chengdu Hunters? Yeah, I think this one's going um, the way... Uh, and again, I don't... I'm 95% sure I'm speaking the truth here. This is going to go with the way that it did most recently. Um, uh, with uh, Chengdu Hunters, I think, is going to take up um, the, the, the spot ahead of Atlanta here. Um, I've got it 3-1 to one for Chengdu um, for them to round off the um, the last... Uh, to round off those four teams that uh, advance directly. Yeah, I am also going with the Hunters to win this one 3-0. And yep, last time they faced off, they, I believe the Hunters were winning pretty consistently. I'm not sure if Atlanta's been able to beat Chengdu this year. Um, I would have to look back on that. But yeah, Chengdu, I think, ended up taking this one 3-0. Um, and now that we've gone through all the teams, Joe, we, we can just kind of slide through this bracket if we want to. Um but let's let's go to the losers round first. Let's let's eliminate our first teams. Um, I have shock versus Philly. You have shock versus Gladiators. Um, who do you have being uh, the first team eliminated on in your bracket, Joe? And it's I suppose a pretty big uh, shock as far as <laughs> that goes, which I ran into in my head as I was saying it and then had to finish my sentence. Uh, I've got this one in five maps for the Gladiators. I think um, I think San Francisco gets boomed by their loss to Shanghai. Um, and that's and that's it. Uh, I, I know, uh, you know, numerically, it's not so much of an upset um, in terms of where these teams are seated, but um Feels like I, I know certainly in, in 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 the reality of it happening, that would it would be a little bit of a it would be a little bit of a shock. But uh, nevertheless, I I know there are uh, much more competitive teams here. Um, uh, that 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 it's it's definitely reasonable to to think. I think. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely reasonable. I mean, the shock shock gladiators is always just such a insane match you never know what's going to happen with those two um last time they faced off it went to five maps and gladiators went to hawaii so it's always going to be a close game i think in that situation spoilers maybe for later i would also pick the gladiators to beat the shock but i have shock versus fusion i think shock a little bit better than fusion in my mind um at least this year and i don't think the shock just with their history just with how scary of an opponent they are in these situations, I don't think the Shock will be eliminated right away. Um, even if they lose to to the Dragons, I think the Shock are just going to be a hard team to beat in this game specifically. Uh, so I'll go Shock beating the Fusion in my bracket and staying in. Um, and then we both have Washington-Atlanta. Who do you think is going to be eliminated out of those two? Uh, yeah, this matchup, I've got Atlanta taking it. Uh, three to one. Um, like I said, I, I think um, Washington um, in a in a different situation from the shock. I think Washington uh, may be um, and certainly has the potential to be the weakest team out of the eight. Uh, and so I would not be surprised, no matter who they end up playing against, um, to to see him go in that first elimination round. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. Which is why I also have them going. Um, it's while they have a super talented team. It's super hard to have them beating teams like the Fuel or the Rain, teams they haven't been able to beat this year, really. So, um, yeah, I, I, I have them losing as well. 
Um, let's head back to the winner's bracket here. Uh, we got Shanghai and Gla Gladiators for me, and then Shanghai and Fusion for you. Um, let's start with you, Joe. Shanghai Fusion, super interesting matchup. I mean, I mean, earlier in the season, Fusion was able to take games off the Dragons. As of late, that has not been something they've been able to do. Do you have them um, upsetting the Dragons here in winner's round two? Uh, yeah, no, this, this, <laughs> this is going to be a, this is going to be a pretty big sweep, I think, in my opinion. Um, uh, it's going to be 3-0 for Shanghai, uh, as they, they sort of coast. Uh, and again, I, I feel bad to say it, but, uh, yeah, I think Shanghai are going to coast into the winner's final. Yep, I, in my matchup, which is Dragons-Gladiators, I also have the dra Dragons coasting in 3-0 against the Gladiators. I think Gladiators have a little trouble the first time they face a team, maybe. Especially a team like the Dragons, so. Um, I'm going 3-0 Dragons there. We got winners round two. Second matchup for both of us is the Fuel versus the Hunters. Uh, who do you think wins this one, Joe? And this one I'm giving to Chengdu as well. Uh, you know, it may be a, a new guard type thing, I suppose, but uh, um, uh, but yeah, I've got, I've got Chengdu, I believe, 3-1. to one. Um, I think the Shanghai Philly is the only sweep that I've got yeah. <laughs> here anymore, but um, uh, but yeah, send send Chengdu through, and that means it's a it's an APAC final or it's an APAC winners final, which I think is interesting. Yeah, we both have the same winners final. I also have Chengdu. As I said earlier, I think the Fuel Wall are about in the middle of the pack with these teams. I don't think they stamp they can step up to these elite teams, and Chengdu is one of those teams. So I got Chengdu winning it, and yeah, we got a, we got that APAC winner final, Dragons Hunters, which I think is going to be super exciting. Let's go back to the losers bracket now. Um, in a situation where you have um, what should be Gladiators Fuel, right? I'm not sure how these brackets work. Uh, yes, yes, it you is. have Gladiators Fuel, um, and I have the Shock Fuel. Um, how do you think uh, these two t teams do? These two NA teams do. I mean, that's a nasty matchup here, right? For to be to be the third yeah. team eliminated. And even just you know, for the sake of uh, history and all this kind of stuff, we're uh, really back to you know classic NA kind of whatever. Um, but in this case, I've got the Gladiators actually. Uh, they're going to knock out the Dallas Fuel here. Um, like you said, make, make Dallas the third team out. I think, um, again, not um, super popular necessarily, but I think it's relatively, uh, you know, likely enough to happen. I think, um, uh, particularly again with, uh, you know, recent history of the Gladiators. I mean, we just talked about all these teams and, okay. <laughs> and how, how how good they are and everything. But, um, uh, but yeah, Gladiators taking this one three to one. All right, cool. I got shock. Being, so we both have fuel getting eliminated in this game. I have shock winning three to two. It should be a super close and good match if that happens. Um, and I'm gonna have shock winning it, just barely edging them out there. So we both have fuel being eliminated in the same spot. Um, our next game, we both have Atlanta in, but you have Atlanta versus Fusion, and I have Atlanta versus Gladiators. Um, who do you think is gonna win between the Atlanta and the Rain and Fusion, Joe? Yeah, and this one. Um, I think once once Philly gets down here, uh, once they lose to Shanghai, um, I think it's not as um, yeah, I, I would say uh, that it's not as uh, remarkable a uh, pick to say that Philly beats Atlanta. 
uh, honestly, as you know, compared to the Philly winning in five maps against the Gladiators, um, uh, that I've got I've got Philly taking it three one uh, to send Atlanta home as well. All right, I also have Atlanta being sent home in my bracket by the Gladiators, um, and obviously Atlanta versus Gladiator. It's just a classic at this point, and it always goes to five maps, Joe. And I have it going to five maps, of course. Um, so we both have Atlanta um, and Dallas exiting in the same round, even though we have different matchups for it. Um, let's head to Losers Final next, I guess. You have Gladiators Fusion. I have Shock Gladiators. Um, both of these should be super interesting. Obviously, yours is a rematch of earlier in the bracket. Who do you Who do you think wins it this time, Joe? Yeah, it's gonna make it super exciting. Um, and it's technically the the round before the the losers final, so I guess they call it elimination round three. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, rematch Philly Gladiators. Um, but <laughs> and it was around this time making my bracket that I realized that I still had the Philadelphia Fusion alive in this tournament, and I um, we were about to get to the top four, um, and I wasn't sure exactly how that was gonna work out. Um, so, so I'm, I'm leaning into the gladiators here. I think uh, the gladiators come back, um, uh, take the win, and and eliminate um, the Philly here in the third round. Um, uh, but I've got three to one. I think it's it's going to be another really exciting match, particularly if um, you know it ends up being this this first round uh, rematch later in the week. Yeah, Joe Joe didn't go a full on fusion fan here. Clearly, he at some point he came to his senses, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and my Gladiator Shock matchup, I have a s- extremely close match, just like Joe had earlier. Uh, five map showdown. I think Gladiators take it, though, uh, which is a big hurdle for them in this tournament. I think it's going to be a, a huge, huge win for the Gladiators. Whenever they beat the Shock, it's huge. They gain so much confidence. Um, let's go to our winter finals now, which we have the same exact teams in. And we're, we have the same final three, actually. So, um, our bracket's going to be pretty similar from, from now on. Um, Dragons, Hunters, winner's final. Who do you think takes it, Joe? Yeah, we made it all the way here. It's super exciting. Um, and from there, I mean, we go, we lean on lots and lots of uh, APEC history, I think. Um, like we sort of alluded to, um, uh, talking about these teams right at the beginning, uh, I think Shanghai out of out of any team is a favorite here to make it to the finals, um, and I think sure enough they're going to. I've got it uh, uh, Shanghai over Chengdu three uh, one um, with uh, Shanghai advancing to the grand finals. I got Shanghai winning in five maps. Um, Shanghai in both our finals here. All right, and then that will lead to the actual losers finals, um, which for both of us, Gladiators Hunters. Who do you think wins it? This is a rematch of that Countdown Cup final that the Gladiators ended up winning. Who you got, Joe? Yeah, it's gonna be super exciting. Um, and yeah, the this one was mate was one of the harder uh, matches to pick because they're all so difficult. But um, yeah, because I, I really didn't know um, <laughs> how to lean here, and partly, uh, partly I just really want a. NA versus APAC final. Uh, I think that'll be cool. Um, um, partly, I think um, it's going to be super exciting to see the Gladiators beat Chengdu Hunters again. Um, but, you know, through through whatever combination of that, and also the Gladiators are just a good team. Um, 
uh, <laughs> I've got them three, two, uh, five maps. LA Gladiators um, will will go up to face uh, Shanghai Dragons on Saturday night. Yeah, I, I also was hoping for an NA versus APAC final, so I I picked the Gladiators. But honestly, I also picked it because of recent history: Gladiators beating Chengdu in that final. I think they definitely can beat these the center team. So um, we 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 both got the same finals here, Joe. Um, do we both have the same result? Dragons, Gladiators in the Grand Finals 2021. Who do you have winning? I have the Shanghai Dragons. Four to two. Make it six maps. Make it seven. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think it's going to go all the way. Um, but uh, I don't think it's going to be a sweep either. Yeah, I think this would be a super close matchup. I got the Shanghai Dragons in seven maps. I always predict seven maps, Joe, because that's that's what I want. I want seven maps. Um, I got the Shanghai Dragons winning at four to three and getting their first championship. Um, the team that went zero and forty, of course, that would be quite a story. But I do want to point out, I like Joe's. I like Joe's bracket because it's the Gladiators coming all running the entire um, losers bracket all the way to the finals. I think that's fun too. It's true. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's. I mean, I can only hope the actual actual um, playoff is as good or even better as our brackets we predicted here today, Joe. But anything else to say before we sign off here for the final final time during the season? The next episode we're gonna have it's technically gonna be the off season. Um, yeah, it's going to be nuts. We're going to have lots and lots and lots of games to talk about um, yeah. <laughs> when we do our next show. Uh, I, th- I think particularly in in advance of a, um, a hypothetical Shanghai Dragons win here, uh, you can go to the Overwatch League YouTube page and watch their um, uh, oral histories video they did on, on the Shanghai Dragons and yeah. their history and all that. Yeah. Um, Though it was definitely a, a cool video when it came out earlier this week, I, yeah, um, I agree. But um, yeah, it's super crazy stuff, and it's all starting literally tomorrow night. Yeah, <laughs> super exciting. Um, thank you guys all for listening. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, my Twitter's at jwgeorgeiv. Joe's is at kirkpatrick underscore inc inc. You're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way. You can go to on-the-flink.pinecast.co. We're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you guys for listening. And enjoy the playoffs. Enjoy the grand finals. It's going to be a great week of Overwatch.